The third section of Psalms, known as the Leviticus Psalms, remind us that the God who redeemed us is still with us. In fact, He has promised to never leave us or forsake us. Today, we join Scott Pauley in opening God's roadmap for life. Find your place in the Word of God in the Psalms, and let's discover what God has for us along the way. What do you do when everything, I mean everything, is gone but God? May I say to you, when everything is gone but God, you still have God. It was Vance Havner that said, when Jesus is all you have, you find out He's all you need. Someone else suggested that when the bottom falls out and you get to the bottom, you find out that the foundation is still there. Psalm 79 is one of those psalms it reminds us there are moments in a nation, in a family, in a life when it seems like everything is gone. Everything you hoped for, everything you worked for, everything you were used to, everything is gone. Aren't you glad at those moments that God is not gone? Uh, Psalm 79, in many ways, is a parallel to Psalm 74. And if you compare the two, you see lots of the same wording. And uh, these psalms connect to the life of Jeremiah. In fact, historically, many people believe that Psalm 79 could be inserted in Jeremiah chapter 39, uh, where the final captivity of Judah took place. And that makes sense. Uh, listen to the words of Psalm 79 as Asaph writes, O God, the heathen are come into thine inheritance. Thy holy temple have they defiled. They have laid Jerusalem on heaps. I'll remind you that unholy people never consider holy what you consider holy. So uh, you have a certain reverence for God and respect for spiritual things and uh, a certain uh, feeling of, of reverence for the Lord. And people who are blasphemers, they don't have that. They were trampling down the heritage of Israel. And then in verse 2 it says, "...the dead bodies of thy servants have they given to be meat unto the fowls of the heaven, the flesh of thy saints unto the beast of the earth." Their blood have they shed like water round about Jerusalem, and there was none to bury them. So, so many people de dead, corpses laying around everywhere. They didn't even have enough places and people to bury them. And then he says in verse 4, We become a reproach to our neighbors, a scorn and derision to them that are round about us. How long, Lord? Will thou be angry forever? Shall thy jealousy burn like fire? Pour out thine wrath upon the heathen that have not known thee, and upon the kingdoms that have not called upon thy name. For they've devoured Jacob and laid waste his dwelling place. What's he saying? He's saying everything's gone. Our reputation's gone. Our temple's gone. Our people are gone. Our riches are gone. Our future's gone. Everything is gone. And then suddenly in the middle of Psalm 79, there's a beautiful shift. In verse number 8, we read these words, Oh, remember not against us former iniquities. Let thy tender mercies speedily prevent us, for we are brought very low. Somebody says, that sounds pretty negative. Oh, no. No, this is, this is the first ray of hope. The, the O is a breakthrough. <laughs> oh, remember not against us former iniquities. Because when he gets to verse 8, his prayer is not so much about what they have lost, what they don't have, but rather about their own relationship to God. He, he recognizes, wait a minute, wait a minute, we still have God. 
And if we have God, then we have an anchor. If we have God, then we have sufficiency. If we have God, we have what we need. What do you do when everything's gone but God? Well, first of all, notice in verse number 8, you go back to His mercy. He says, Oh, remember not against us former iniquities. Aren't you glad God doesn't bring up your past? Now, you might. Someone else might. And the devil surely will. He's the accuser of the brethren. But the Lord, He, he cast all of our sin in the sea of His forgetfulness. And my grandpa used to say, and He puts up a no fishing sign. He doesn't remember against us former iniquities. He doesn't bring that up. And the psalmist says, Let thy tender mercies speedily prevent us, for we are brought very low. There's a great spiritual truth in Psalm 79, verse 8, and that is mercy is always connected to humility. If you need God's mercy today, if you want God's mercy today, then God's mercy is most seen when we are low. Not when we're puffed up. Not when we're full of ourselves. No, the proud God knows afar off, remember? But He comes near the humble, near the contrite, near the lowly. The lower you go, the nearer you get. If you want real access to God, then you must humble yourself. And so, when everything's gone but God, humble yourself and cast yourself afresh anew on the mercy of the Lord, His tender mercies. Don't you love that expression? He's tender with us. The world is harsh. Circumstances can be hard. People can be hateful. But God is full of tender mercies. I love the plural there. And His mercies, Lamentation says, are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Interesting, isn't it, that the psalmist in Psalm 79 would point out the tender mercies of the Lord, and this psalm connects to the life and ministry of Jeremiah, who would write those words. His mercies new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. And then he says in verse 9, Help us, O God of our salvation, for the glory of thy name, and deliver us, and purge away our sins for thy name's sake. So when everything is gone but God, not only can you go back to His mercy, you can go back to His name. His name provides access in prayer. Notice, He's praying for His name's sake. But not only does He give access, but really this is the great aim of prayer. When we pray, we should not be praying for our relief, but for His glory. He says, for the glory of Thy name. God may strip all of your glory away, but in stripping all of your glory away, He may get the most glory. This is the prayer that purifies our prayer. Pray for the glory of God, for God's will to be done, for God's name to be known, for God's purpose to be fulfilled. When everything's gone but God, go back to His mercy and go back to His name. Then in verse 10, Wherefore should the heathen say, Where is their God? Let Him be known among the heathen in our sight by the revenging of the blood of Thy servants which is shed. Let the sighing of the prisoner come before thee. According to the greatness of thy power, preserve thou those that are appointed to die. And render unto our neighbors sevenfold into their bosom their reproach, wherewith they have reproached thee, O Lord. When everything's gone but God, not only can you go back to His mercies, not only can you go back to His name, but you can go back to His power. And do you see both sides of His power here? On one side, His power will bring judgment and justice to the evil ones, to the enemies, to the wicked. But on the other side, God's power will bring deliverance and grace and help to those who are needy. It's reminiscent to me of the children of Israel. Do you remember that pillar of the glory of God, God's cloudy pillar uh, that would lead them and go before them? But then when the enemy came on them, uh, that cloudy pillar would come around and be a divider between the two. And it would blind and give darkness to the enemy, but light to the children of Israel. That's the Lord's presence. That's the Lord's power. God's power can take care of your enemies. 
Martin Luther said, always remember that even the devil is God's devil. That means he's got him under control. So leave your enemy with God and trust God for the power you need. And then here's how the verse, uh, the last verse of Psalm 79 ends. Verse 13, So we thy people and sheep of thy pasture will give thee thanks forever. We will show forth thy praise to all generations. Oh, what a glorious note to end this sorrowful psalm on. The song doesn't end like a funeral dirge. It ends with a celebration, praising God. When everything is gone but God, go back. Go back to His mercies. Go back to His name. Go back to His power and go back to His praise. Just start praising the Lord. Now, that's why Lester Roloff said sometimes you can praise your way through things you can't seem to pray your way through. As you begin to praise God, it will remind you that though you may have lost everything, you still have God. Do you hear a little note of Psalm 23 in the verse, So we thy people and sheep of thy pasture. That's who we are, friend. You may feel like a weak, wounded, wayward sheep today, but just remember, you still have the Good Shepherd. When everything's gone, you still have God. If you would like more information on knowing the Lord Jesus Christ in a personal way, or if you desire to grow in your faith, please visit us at scottpauley.org. We'd love to hear from you. You may also download your free copy of A Ready Reference of the Psalms to help you in our current study. We are praying that God will guide you today and that you will enjoy the journey. Thank you.